I'm Daniel Bubo, and I'm with Philip Van Vuren. And we're here in Philip's room once again. And today we're going to be discussing something a little different from our usual. Well, it is our usual actually. And uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, the reality TV show that is taking the internet by storm, which is Love Is Blind on Netflix. And you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I would suggest you do. And if you are interested in, well, not getting the entire show kind of spoiled, you probably should watch that before you listen to this podcast because we will definitely be going into the spoiler territory. You'll basically get the entire gist of what happens in the show. So uh, if you want to watch it on your own terms, just stop listening, go watch it, come back, listen to what we think about it. But if you don't care about the show and you just want to listen to us you you don't matter spoilers don't matter (laughs) that's true you can just yeah just listen to us and then watch it and i don't know do whatever you want um so yeah love is blind philip can you walk me through the show you've watched the entirety of it i have watched the entirety of it i've watched episode one there's 10 episodes there's 10 episodes i've watched one to eight and i can't say honestly that i've watched it with like full attention okay so i have unfortunately and okay so the basic they frame it to be an experiment and they take i think 15 women and 15 men and they go on dates with each other uh in pods and these pods are closed off so they can't see each other the only thing they can do is hear each other and talk to each other So the idea is that some people, they make emotional connections uh, by just talking. So they want to find out through the experiment if love is blind, which means that um, if people can fall in love without ever seeing each other. Right. Now, the show isn't only involved around that it's it takes it even further because um if people fall in love they have to ask each other if they want to marry them yeah they have to propose to each other they have to propose yeah so um i think in total seven couples no eight couples propose to each other uh, and they get engaged but only six of them are filmed and follow through the rest of the show. Right. So what happens if you say yes to each other and you get engaged? That is the first moment you get to see each other. Uh, then after seeing each other and being engaged, you go on a vacation with each other to Mexico in some kind of high-end resort. Yeah. Very fancy, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know that the other couples are there as well. So you get to see the other people you have been talking to. Then after the vacation. So the vacation is kind of like the first instance where you are as a couple trying to find out if you can physically work with each other. If you still feel that physical love Mm -hmm. that you felt on a a conversational basis and without ever seeing each other. So on a blind uh, way. So... Then if you make it through the vacation together, you go back home and normal life starts. Normal 
To an extent. To an extent. Yeah. Because you get an apartment. You don't move in with each other. Mm -hmm. You get They give you an apartment in an apartment building and all the other couples are in that same apartment building in their own apartment. So you live together, but you don't live at someone's house. You live, you get your own apartment. Right. Then that's the next challenge for you to figure out daily life and work and, and social media. Social media, because as soon as you get home, you get your phones back, you get your phones back and you get, you can live online again um, and stuff like that. And then they have like parties together with all the couples. So that's the next thing. And then all couples, they meet the family members. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's time to get to the wedding. So those six couples. No, uh, by this time, five. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because one couple doesn't make it through the vacation period oh, yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. So the five couples, they work to their um, wedding. And you see that some, that most, like, practically every couple is becoming more and more doubtful. Um, and is having issues and problems. Except for one couple... Because one couple is like the perfect couple. Um, so then the wedding comes and the wedding day comes. And then in the end of the five couples that have their wedding day, only two actually get married. Right. The other three, one of the two says no. Right. So that's basically the, the, the premise of the show. And uh, then... At the end, even though some people said no, um, they asked all the contestant, all the contestants, whether they think love is blind, and they all answer with yes, love is blind, because I made that emotional connection and I fell in love with someone without seeing them. Right. It was just the physical that was the problem. Right. So and then the show ends. Right. So. Now, the thing about the show, for me personally, for at least to the point that I've gotten to, is that there are definitely things that are edited out. There's lots edited out. Because I, the, the, my issue with it was the fact that, like, if I'm going to take what the show shows as true, then I find it so hard to believe by the first episode that people are actually telling each other that they love each other. So I'm like, I've watched 20 minutes so far of you having this kind of like pseudo deep conversation with each other. And then after that, it's just like, yeah, I love this person and I have this connection. Yeah. But to to be to clarify a bit more, because I've actually read a bit more mm -hmm. about it, because after the show, I was really curious when it was filmed. Right. Uh, and when was it filmed? It was filmed in 2018 and it was released in 2020. Right. So it's actually two years ago, uh, actually one and a half years because it was towards the end of 2018. Okay. But um, I wanted to know if the couples who got married were still together. Now, um, I can happily say, well, happily. <laughs> you can say. I can say <laughs> that those two couples appear to be still be together yeah. but nothing is for sure because when we record this it's the 2nd of march that's true and there is 
a, uh, a reunion coming. Mm -hmm. It's going to be released, I think, on the 9th of March. So at this period in time, we haven't seen that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But for everything that I've read, I can see that they are still um, together. Right. But I've also seen that I told you that there are eight couples who actually propose to each other. Right. And this came as a shock to the creators of the program because the creators of the program assumed that only two or three would actually propose. So when they got eight, they were like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? Right. So then they chose to not film two couples and just say, thank you a lot for participating. Goodbye. That's what happened. Um, and then one of those couples, the dude um, of one of those couples who didn't got filmed, explained how it worked. So in the first episode, mm -hmm. actually, I think three or four days go by in just the first episode alone. Okay. So they actually say, I love you At 20, like day three, right? 20 minutes into the first episode, which is actually day three. Right. So this guy explains that they are, they did not voluntarily speak with the person they wanted to speak with. There was a casting director who chose, okay, you are going to talk to this person, you are going to talk to this person, you are going to talk to this person. Right. Of course, they kind of see like, oh, there's something going on there. We'll so have him talk to that and, person, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. Et but he also said that in, on the first day, you speak with everyone. Right. So every guy speaks to every girl to see what's up. And also for the, for the director to see, okay, where is something happening? Mm -hmm. So what do we do tomorrow? Right. So in day two. And the first conversation is like 15 to 30 minutes on the first day. Right. Then the second day, when you have more deeper conversations, so on the second day, every not every person talks to everybody anymore. So you only talk to a select amount of people mm -hmm. with which something had happened. So on the Carlton first day. wasn't talking to that person that he abandoned? No, the room. no. Okay. All right. Um, and then the conversations go from 15 to 30 minutes to an hour and longer. So then the real deep shit starts happening. Right. And and at day three, when people start saying I love you to, to each other, they actually have talked for quite a bit. So it's not like, hey, what's your favorite color? Blue. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. Something like that. No, it's it's they actually had deep conversations. Right. It's just not shown because I assume it's not really interesting to watch people have like the deep, deep conversations mm -hmm. for an hour straight. So it's very edited. Yeah. And that's actually how it works. Okay. In there. Yeah, because like watching it, I'm thinking, OK, so there's these deep conversations. Sure. Uh, these people are going to propose to each other, but they haven't talked about like the surface level stuff, at least. I, like, I'd imagine that like if you want to build this relationship, you'd also talk about like the mundane things, not just like the serious, like, you know, my mother passed away and I'm this or I'm that. And I'm like, uh, you'd also want to talk about the more basic type of like everyday thing to figure out like, do you enjoy silence around this other person? Because like the non-talking, non-like vocal aspect of a relationship, of a good relationship, is the fact that you can just be around each other without having 
to have this feeling of I have to say something or I have to keep this conversation going. So like I was like, huh, I, but it makes sense now that like that was actually three days and three days goes by. So, you know, it makes sense that like maybe you could feel uh, like the growing affection for that person. But for me still like three days is it it's portrayed as if it all goes really quickly, really, really quickly. But when you get to what actually happened, you realize that they actually talked almost like for three days straight right for hours and hours so he actually described like having six hour conversations with people five hour conversations with people just talking and talking and talking right but that's not shown in the in the tv show in the tv show it's they only show like um hey i really love my family oh my god i really love my family too Too, i love you so much stuff like that yeah but that's actually quite far into the conversations they have so they actually build a really good foundation but they just don't show it okay so what are your what are your issues when it comes to because you mentioned this casting director that has a big part to play in kind of putting setting the stage so to say putting people together who uh, that might have interest with, with one another yeah what are your issues when it comes to casting in this show okay so the very first issue, and I noticed this straight away when mm-hmm. they first announced or shown had shown all the all participants, yeah. they were all handsome. Yep, they are. <laughs> Every one of them. So they make this show, <laughs> and the basic premises about this show is, love is <laughs> that it's not about looks, but it's about the person inside. Yeah. But the casting director is very clear to see that they casted handsome and attractive people in the first place yeah so the whole conventionally handsome. yeah let's put it like that the, yeah okay so the the premise of the show is disregarded in casting right and then what, the second thing i noticed is that all these people are financially successful in life nobody is struggling nobody's like yeah I'm a film musician and now I had to <laughs> move towards teaching guitar, you know? No, they're all engineers. They're scientists. Yeah. They have their own businesses. They have a high financial position within a company. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. They all are successful in life yep. and they are very fortunate. And so it also they- looks like... like- Someone in casting clothed them every yeah. day. Like, but I mean, I don't <laughs> think they actually did. I think it's actually their clothes. But yeah. because they are wealthy, they, they can just... afford nice, nice, yeah, yeah, subjectively that, nice. Yeah, because that first day, everybody was like, they were wearing designer <laughs> shit and stuff. <laughs> they were ready to go. I knew they were to see each other as well. No, exactly. <laughs> like I imagine that I would go there in like sweatpants. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna sit but, in this booth. To be honest. In the later episodes, mm-hmm. when they, they when get you, a little more, they casual. get a little more, bit more I think casual. I remember Barnett, just Barnett, like, especially. Yeah, yeah. But they say he's an engineer, but I have my theory that, he, <laughs> that he's not really an engineer; that he's just a construction that's worker. That, that's your theory. And they that, they, they just found they like, wait, you're in construction. Mm, let's frame this as not being sexy. an engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could totally see that. Yeah, I had the same issue as well. Like just starting and just looking at the characters and being like, okay, well. Well, there's uh, definitely a factor that everyone here is pretty fine. Yeah. So, like, you're like there is no, no, I hesitate to say regular person, but, like, there isn't someone that you see, that you can relate to in your everyday life. There isn't, like, a person that's, like, wheat. 
as a as like or flour that's like <laughs> just tasteless or vanilla yeah vanilla you know yeah yeah so you don't have this person that like you can be like oh yeah that's that could be you know anybody in your actual real yeah. life like they all have something yeah they're they are they're all characters actually yeah yeah they're definitely all characters so like def- that kind of puts you like okay it's it, it reminds you this is reality tv yeah and what i'm watching needs to be taken with like maybe heaps of salt because yeah, yeah. Also, I got the feeling that it, they often didn't follow everything chronologically, mm-hmm. and that they obviously it's heavy edited. Yeah. But like showing different facial expressions, so I have a feeling that when somebody was talking, that they used a facial expression of the person he was talking to, uh-huh. he or she was talking to, mm-hmm. uh, from a different conversation. For instance, when somebody said like, yeah, I love, uh, I don't know, I love killing people, for instance. Mm -hmm. And then the person you are talking with will be like, oh, damn, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. He loves killing people. You know, that facial expression. Mm -hmm. And then they would use use that that image for when somebody is saying like, oh, yeah, I love the color red. And then, what the fuck? You love the color red? What's happening? (laughs) You know, I had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely heavily edited. But, uh, I mean, in the end... I mean, I enjoyed what I watched. Yeah. The parts that I watched. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good TV. Uh, and yeah, there's, when it comes to it, like I am, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it was all right. But it made me think of something. It made me think of another reality TV show that I watch. Because I watch, I, I, I kind of like this kind of reality TV that, um, that Netflix actually puts out. So... I want to compare this to another reality TV show called Terrace House. This is a Japanese reality TV show. So three boys, three girls, they're all like in their 20s. And they live in this house, like in a nice house in Tokyo, for instance. That's one of the seasons. And that's where you really get to see this kind of like slice of life type of um, type of reality TV. Where these people come on the show with... A personal goal they want to be a firefighter they want to finish university they want to start a new apparel store really basic but like coming of age type of things for adulthood and what you notice is that because there is no particular goal they're not trying to get engaged or married they're just kind of living their life is that it conversation doesn't really go anywhere now the show's premise is it's not scripted however as much as it's not scripted, it is definitely like egged on by the producers to say, hey, uh, person A, you need to have a conversation with person B so that we can kind of like get something going there. And I I feel like, like you said with that casting director. Yeah, kind of like the sa- same thing happens yeah. when he said like, okay, today you will talk to that person yeah. and you will talk to that person. You know, in, in the end, I guess they're, they are trying to make TV in the end yeah. and it has to be entertaining. Because we, because I was talking about this with you, like imagine if everybody worked out, like everybody was, was had the same chemistry as as Cameron and Lauren, and everyone was just like, that would have been, it would have been boring. I mean, the experiment would have been. <laughs> yeah, but that's out. not that. I don't think that they went into <laughs> this experiment thinking, okay, we want to make this experiment experiment succeed. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's true. We like, want television. We want exactly. fights. Yeah, we so want things, we it, want it, drama. It, 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 okay, if you're if you're listening to this, this it wasn't 
like a research methodology. <laughs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> they didn't go in there like okay, we need. They like, did not know. use SPSS. <laughs> like a hypothesis and all that stuff. They had a basic hypothesis: love is blind, or or is it not? And essentially, I don't think the experiment worked out in the end. No, definitely not. They all like, say that they all say it did, but I have my I have my doubts. But yeah, it's it's just interesting to see like the differences between American and and Japanese. Japanese is all about like just watching people go about their daily things, and there is not much drama. It's very relaxed. Their conversations are mainly about what they're gonna have for dinner, which is kind of like. A bunch of housemates. It can be interesting. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, that's also the interesting factor to it because you're watching these people have these lives that you've definitely experienced before, and like they do fall in love with each other, and it's very nice to experience that. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, how we study online culture. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a big factor to be analyzed here through a online culture perspective. Yeah. So now the thing is the premise of the show and what people discuss on Love Is Blind is the fact that online dating right now is well, there's a problem with it. Yeah. Essentially, uh, because they feel like looks are are too much of a big deal. Looks are the main thing that people are going for nowadays yeah, through I mean, online dating. Yeah, because if you're I on mean, Tinder, you're just swiping, right? It's a meat market. It's you you check out the fish, <laughs> you check out the meat, and you pick, okay, this one looks juicy. <laughs> Fair enough. That's one way of looking at it. It's definitely uh, sort of like a marketplace for just, you know, swiping left and right on people uh, based off of, like, either looks, your like, your choice in a profile photo, your bio, your bio, which isn't which, even read that exactly, much of the like, time. Like your bio, which has to be something that's like quick and witty, or you could tell your entire story, but no one really cares. Yeah. Um. So a lot of them are like, yeah, you know, social media right now was really damped, and then, and I I have my reservations with that with that kind of, with that argument, because I don't think social media is that pervasive in dating that it would warrant me wanting to go into a pod. Personally, I think every single one of them, something fucked up happened to them. <laughs> That's why they chose for this. <laughs> like there is some underlining trauma yeah. behind each and every one of their I stories. Mean, <laughs> the biggest example would be like uh, like Jessica, right. who blatantly admits that she has commitment issues, <laughs> and that I'm guessing that she had like a couple of relations that got serious. Probably, probably maybe may proposing issues, you know, with those previous relationships. Yeah, Jessica's uh, age is a, is a big factor. With she's this. 34, man. She can't go <laughs> with true. a 24-year-old. I, I heard that she's 34. Yeah, it it's almost mentioned nowhere in the show. Yeah, nowhere did I even think that she would be 34. Three, it's like, four. it doesn't come up every single minute when she's talking. Yeah, I don't think she really cares about age. No. <laughs> She's not big of a big an age, no. <laughs> yeah, and so like, yeah, it, it's I don't know, I don't know, trauma. I mean, definitely because they do talk about how their past relationships yeah. have had issues. Um, I think Carlton is a big trauma person here. Carlton is a whiny hoe. He's a bitch. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Carlton is a special case. He, <laughs> he, he is very special. He, yeah. He's very special. He's on his own island and way of thinking. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't really have much to say about Carlton other than I, from the get-go, I didn't have much of a good vibe about Carlton. Nah. I had this feeling of this guy's not going to be particularly... It's going to be entertaining to watch if that's your shtick. Yeah. But me personally, I was like, nah, I'm out. Nah. And for those reasons, I'm out. From from the moment he said I'm out and walked out of that booth, yeah. I was like I'm out with you, and yeah. I just didn't pay attention. But I think your your point about about so uh, about online dating is definitely interesting, because uh, especially in our study program, mm-hmm. we are taught nearly every day that social media is kind of like a blessing in disguise, but also very disruptive right. and destructive for society. Mm-hmm. So I think these people have been. F- following the trends of other people saying how bad social media and how bad uh, online dating is. Yeah. And they are kind of like conditioned to follow that idea. Mm-hmm. That combined with past trauma and past relations... Equals a Equals <laughs> a pod in which you <laughs> talk to people and then propose to each other without seeing each other. Right. So I think it's very interesting for an online culture perspective. And then, you, you could make very, very... Also on a like a psychological perspective, because you can really tell when something's off. You can tell when somebody is lying. You can tell when somebody is being untruthful. Or, or indecisive. Indecisive. Barnett. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, okay, so if, if social media is messing up relationships so bad... Isn't the solution then like online relationships? Online relationships essentially to the point where like you can kind of go half and half with love is blind. You meet this person online. You have these kind of like video calls with them. I don't know. Yeah. But I overall, I would say that it's good reality TV. Yep. It's hooking. Yep. It's addicting. It is. Um, But... To to give my final opinion on uh, uh, the experiment, because that's what we're that's supposed the, to call it. Yeah. I would say that's that... That's what they call it multiple yeah, times. The initial idea is good, Yeah, in my opinion, that you only talk to each other, get to know each other mm-hmm. without seeing each other. Yeah. Um, but the, the weird thing to me is that you have to propose to each other. That's the thing. Because I would, I would before proposing to each other, I would have dates, see if things work out, and then propose to each other. Right. But to be honest, that would be less interesting to see to watch. That's true. And for me, I think premise wonderful. I think it's very much of an interesting experiment to to have with people being not see each other and just really rely on communicating verbally with each other. That's cool. Just one more thing, an idea that I had that would probably make it like more interesting would be if we, the audience, didn't see them. Like we didn't see them, we just heard them. So for us as well, like we're blind too. And then when the reveal happens, we see because we have these like like predispositions of what we're, of who we're listening to, and so we'd be just as blind as they are when we meet each other. That would be cool, but probably not good for TV. It really wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, as for the experiment, it's really cool. But uh, just the stipend of like marrying each other is just so limiting and kind of scary. Yeah. So like, yeah. Just to finish this off then, question. 
if you were in this situation, you know, you were like 30, you were 34. <laughs> and I would meet a 24 year old. I would say, no, he's too young. You, you were 34. You're single. Uh, would you go in a pot? No. Why? No, I would not. Why not? I think there are better, better alternatives. There are better alternatives. You're in a line of work that just does not put you out there. What are your choices? I would still prefer online dating over this. Because to me, the key to a healthy relationship is this. Appearance gets you hooked. Sure. It gets you interested. But a relationship cannot function on just appearance. Right. Because the appearance makes you interested, but the inside makes you fall in love. Right. So for a relationship, there needs to be both physical attraction and um, an intimate okay. attraction. So to me, I think we each choose our partners, our partners mm -hmm. on the basic premise of appearances. You see somebody, you are interested in somebody, you mm -hmm. want to find out more about somebody. Right. And then you choose, okay, this person is not what I expected it to be mm -hmm. and I'm not attracted to this person anymore. Right. Or, oh, damn, I'm in, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I think is needed for a good relationship. Right. So with that, you would still then rely on whatever future yeah. dating thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, me personally, I'd probably experiment with it. Uh, from a personal point of view, I've been in a situation where I've I've fallen for someone prior to seeing what they look like. So like in an online relationship. And so it's sort of like a, a, um, a love is blind situation. I did have an idea of what you look like. I wasn't completely blind, that's the thing. And then when things got deeper, we saw each other and then eventually saw each other in real life. So a lot of our, our, our dating period was spent online. Different experience. But I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably see what this pod life is like. You would want to pod? Oh, man. But having to propose to someone, though. That's the big deal. Like introducing them to your family. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We strongly suggest, hey, if you like this, Go watch it. Try and watch it at least. See what you think. Come back to us. Send us a message. Uh, we'll leave our contacts. And just tell us what you think about it. Would you go into a pod to find love? Is love blind? I don't know. You tell us. All right. See you next time. See you.